coronavirus, lift, mental health, physical health, life at home, all in this episode as I drive to Louisville, Kentucky. So strap in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. Hello, hello, and welcome to Meaning of Lucas. All right, so doing another check-in episode. I know it's been a while. I'm sure you guys are like, is this guy even still alive? Do we even care? But I am alive and kicking. It is 3.37 in the morning. I got a call from UPS last night at 8 o'clock to do a Louisville, Kentucky airport uh, drop-off by 5.15 a.m. Yeah, I was not happy to say the least, but I have no money, so I'm very happy also. (laughs) So it's a double-edged sword. I attempted to... um, I attempted to deliver it last night. When I say attempted, I googled the airline that I'm going to be delivering to, and they closed at 10 p.m. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I was heartbroken. There was no way I could make it. Um, Even if I drove 100 miles an hour, I would have not made it. So I had to immediately go to bed at 8.30 and... I had to wake up at 2.30, which is actually enough sleep for me nowadays, which is really weird. I used to be an 8-hour to 12-hour sleeper. Now I'm a 5- to 8-hour sleeper, so no biggie. Um, I popped up bright and early, and also, it's kind of funny, I've been waking up between 2 and uh, 3 in the morning for quite a while now to go to the bathroom and attempt to let one of my dogs out Um, because he's always up at that time like, yeah, dude, I'm ready. Put me out there. I'll go out there. I'll take a pee. Either that or he's trying to nap on the the couch, which we don't allow. Um, But anyways, so popped up bright and early and called the warehouse just to make sure that they had the package because there's no way I'm leaving the house if I don't have a confirmation on it being there waiting for me. So called them. They said they had it and they're, you know, good to go. So, so this whole virus thing for me personally, it's really affecting my paranoia, it's affecting my mind, it's affecting my anxiety, and it's just, it's one of those things where, like, one night I literally laid in bed and almost had a panic attack because I thought I had gotten it, and I was like, I felt like I was that guy in the movie that gets bit by the zombie and doesn't want to die. That's that was me laying in bed. <laughs> All to myself. Didn't didn't mention it to my beautiful fiance, didn't mention it to my dogs, no one. Just in my own head. And then I got up and checked my temperature and I was like, "Oh, I'm good to go." 
no problem. So that has been my last few weeks with the COVID-19 coronavirus. I have been literally every single day waking up wondering, is that a cough or did I just cough? You know, is that is that a sneeze because I got dust in my nose or because of allergies or am I, am I going to die? And, you know, I'm 32 years old. I'm not, I'm not the epitome of health and I'm not the, uh, I'm not the, the, a sickly person. So I'm, I'm, I'm right in the sweet spot, I would hope. Um, but nonetheless, it is still a daily battle every day I go to bed and I'm feeling okay which most nights that's when your mind starts playing tricks on you your mind says oh no it's you, you got it you got it you're going down and and you're literally like telling yourself no just go to sleep you're gonna recharge and you're gonna be good to go uh, for the next day and you know being someone who has <clears throat> A one-year-old at home, the thought of catching something like that is just terrifying. And I and I I can I can fully imagine there are people out there who are in that situation, and I pray for them, and I pray for everyone who. And I'm not even religious, and I'm praying. <laughs> I'm not even a religious guy, and I'll, I'm praying. I'm calling upon the gods. I'm calling upon God. I'm calling upon anyone. I, I don't care who it is. If you're going to keep me alive and keep people alive, you you are the one. So, so some days I feel fine. Absolutely fine. Happy. Um, everything's good. And you know what those days are? And those are days where I didn't check the fucking news. <laughs> those are days where I didn't look at the graphs. I didn't look at the, the, the ticker, ticker clock. I didn't look at anything. I literally just lived under a rock for a day and I felt perfect. No ailments, no nothing, no, no mental trickery, nothing felt good. Um, and yeah, my, my savings grace. And I, I thank, I thank the Lord for this, my savings grace is running. When I when I go out for a run now, it's no longer just, oh, I'm gonna, you know, stay a little healthy or or this is good for me, you know. Now it's the only way I can shut my mind down so that I can have peace in understanding that I'm okay. So it's more of a of a job for me now than anything, and um, I've been yeah. And when I'm running, if I have any sort of ailment, like yesterday, it was sixty. It was almost sixty degrees, which I haven't gone for a run in sixty degrees in a year. Um, my my heart rate was off a little bit but I would not let myself slow down. 
because I was convinced if I slowed down, then I may be in trouble. <laughs> I was not giving in. I was like, nope, I am a healthy horse and I'm going to keep trotting. So, I don't know if that's what you're dealing with right now, but if you, if you have any ability to turn to exercise, you're, you do it. Do it hard. Um, also yesterday, I felt, I felt off. I felt like I was not going to go for a run. And yesterday was a weird day. Um, I'm going to get into some personal stuff. Um, I think it'll be okay if I talk about it. But yesterday was a very weird day. Um, a little backstory: my my beautiful fiance's um, grandmother, she, <clears throat> her mom's mom, she was um, she was given six months to live three months ago, roughly. And she's very close to her grandmother. She looks a lot like her grandmother, and you know she's she is the. She is the quintessential granddaughter. So if you think about uh, 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 the perfect granddaughter, that's roughly what she is. Um, she's an only child, so she is the granddaughter. Um, she's the only one, at least from her, from the mom. Um, so the past three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, uh, we we've been getting updates on her health and and the decline of her health, and she's gone into hospitals. She left the hospital on hospice care. Um, and I, I knew, I knew um, that it was coming. She knew it was coming, but I just kept asking the universe, asking God, asking the Lord, whatever, to, to postpone it, hold it, hold it, let her fight, let her fight. Um, but the last few days she was in so much pain and she was just suffering. And, and luckily, um, two days ago, my fiance was able to go and see her and hold her hand and talk with her and joke with her and, um, you know, take care of her a little bit, um, show her love. And then yesterday, um, she got the phone call from, um, saying that her grandmother had passed. So, um, so yeah, that, that was, that was a devastating blow and it, it shook her to the core. Um, and, you know, all I could do, all I could do was offer her comfort, you know, just offer her lo- my love and, and give her comfort and, uh, just give her a few words. Um, but there's really not much you can do in that situation. You just, everyone's going to grieve differently and everyone's going to grieve the way they need to grieve. And you really can't steer them in, in any way. You just have to let them go. Um, and just be there for them, you know, support them. Because I'm, I don't, I, I personally don't think that I grieve correctly at all. Um, well, maybe I do actually, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just have, 
I'm an emotional person, but when it comes to death, I, I maybe I compartmentalize it. I don't know. It's it's something that is it doesn't hit me as hard. Uh, maybe because I know or I believe that they're they are going to a better place, and and whether that's you know your heaven or my heaven or someone else's heaven. Um, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's all good because especially when someone's suffering, you know, when you're suffering as much as this, this lady was, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, all in all, it's, it's a good thing. So having, having the coronavirus out there and having her grandmother pass, um, it just, it's, it's, it's compounding. It's, it's a compounding, um, it, 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 at times I wonder if I've stumbled into some nightmare. Literally, I, I wonder, is this a nightmare? And I, you know, for a while there, it was, it was like palpable how bizarre this was, this is. And I remember several times, literally like having to pinch myself because I was like, this cannot be happening. Like the, the, the president is talking about going to war against an invisible enemy. Like, this is not something that happens in <laughs> in our reality. This is something that happens in in a freaking movie. And yet, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with this invisible enemy, and you don't even know if the, the if that bag of food that you just bought has the enemy on it. <laughs> you don't know. Is this a Trojan horse? Am I grabbing the thing that's going? to feed me and feed my family, but then also ultimately slit my own throat. I mean, that's where I'm at. Yesterday, I gave up. I gave up. I said, I'm not going to wash the food I bring into my house. I'm not going to do it. I was doing it. I was washing the food and I'm talking about salad dressing, bags of green beans, <laughs> cans of food, soap and water. Yesterday, I gave up. I gave up. I don't know if I have the fight left in me. You know, I'm still hand sanitizing. I'm still washing my hands for 20 seconds. You know, I'm still avoiding contact with my mouth. I'm still avoiding people. I stay at home. Uh, the closest I got to any stranger was just uh, 20 minutes ago when I picked up the package. She seemed to have perfect health. And, um, you know, I tried to distance from her, but I was probably, you know, a foot from her for a second and then two feet from her for two more seconds in a, in a well-ventilated warehouse. So 
Um, I went to the grocery store probably four days ago to Walmart and I heard three people cough. When I tell you that was terrifying, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself. I'm not the only one. That was terrifying. I was like, what is going on? How are people coughing in public? That, <laughs> and that sounds, that sounds very like, yeah, that is weird. Now, you know, three months ago, you wouldn't even have bat an eye. You would have just kept going. Now you hear someone sneeze and you're like, murderer. You know, that we, we've changed so quickly. I don't, when I walk my dogs or go for a run, <clears throat> a door opening it is a sign of panic for me. I, I literally am like, are they going to cough on me? Are they going to sneeze on me? I have these, 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 these daily nightmares when I'm running of someone running out of their house with the contagion and coughing on me, you know? And it's just, it's crazy. I feel like we will look back on this day and we will say that in a sense, this was World War III. I believe that the, the way that this is going to shake up our world for the better, for the better, it, it's going to happen because I think that we are learning so, 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 so much from this. And this is what humans do. Humans have to get beaten down. We have to get shown to be stupid before we can learn and better our future. So I know, I know that my kid, when he is my age, 31 years from now, I know 100% he will not have to go through this because there is no effing way that we are not going to affect change from this. And I'm not, I'm not talking about bull fucking shit politician talk because that's all we're hearing right now. You, you have these people that stand on these pedestals and they say words and they string them together in a sentence in order to trick your mind into believing them or being persuaded by them or having something happen for their benefit, not for us, not, not the people. It's their benefit. It's so sad because if you know what to look for, it's so obvious. You know, it's like, it's like going to a car dealership. The salesman is there to sell you a car. Now they have all kinds of tricks from being non-aggressive to being fully aggressive in terms of sale. And if you go to enough car lots, you learn how to listen to the salesman bullshit or saleswoman. You listen for the bullshit and you learn how to sort of like weave your way through the bullshit and get to the, the hard facts and then buy a car the same thing with these politicians like that's their job is to weave bullshit at you in order to make the sale 
they're basically car salesmen that are standing there pull, tugging at the human heartstrings, but it's all a lie. It's all bullshit. They don't give two Fs about anyone. Even the greatest of all time politicians, they their ultimate goal is to persuade you to believe them. And, you know, that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, you know, it's just like now more than ever, we are, I think we're going to realize that we have made this world very, very, very small in terms of our inner connectivity, in terms of travel and business. This world is very small, and if you look at the spread of this virus, it is very obvious that we move too quickly around this world without any checks and balances. I think that's the way you say it. I don't know. But we're not stopping to say, what are you transmitting from one state to another one country to another, or the whole world. You know, there's people out there that travel, you know, they'll, they'll be in three parts of the world in one month. And, you know, we think about air travel as what physical items do you have on you? What are you carrying? Are you carrying anything dangerous? Are you carrying a weapon? Are you carrying something that could harm humans. But we never stop to check, are you carrying a virus? Are you carrying something that could wipe out thousands and millions of people? And that's what happened. People who were infected and didn't know it jumped onto planes and traveled and spread that shit like a wildfire. Like a literal wildfire. I don't understand how people in these countries, where it was happening, were allowed to get on an effing plane and travel out of that country to the rest of the world. Why did? They, why were they allowed to do that? Oh, well, they didn't have any physical items of danger but they had the invisible enemy on them. And this, this enemy is, is smarter, it's stronger, and, it, and it's faster than anyone we've ever dealt with before. And, you know, it's terrifying. It really is. It, it's terrifying. It, it, it is, um, this is a very, very terrifying moment. And the, the thing that's more terrifying is like anything that's invisible but but believed okay you have people who are gonna not believe it they're gonna say no this isn't real this isn't happening whether that is them being ignorant or them being um, self-comforting some people that that's the way they comfort you know they have to be in that state in order to function because if they believe the reality, they crumble and they literally fall. Um, so you have a lot of the population who are in disbelief 
or don't believe it'll ever happen to them, or they're they're just sadly uneducated. They're stupid. They're just not able to wrap wrap their small minds around what's actually going on, and that creates a a lot of confusion. So people are literally confused right now because they don't understand the severity of it. And the thing that's really funny is like, I understand the severity of it, right? I totally understand it. I'm all on board. But if I don't check the news and I don't look at the graphs and I don't look at the ticker tape, the, 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 the ticking clock of, of deaths and, and whatnot, then I start to forget about it in a sense. Like literally my mind stops thinking about it and then I have to, and then usually it's when I hear something on, uh, by, you know, someone else says something or my fiance says something. Um, that's usually when I snap back into it and I'm like, oh, right, this is happening, you know? But, but the thing is, is that when you look out your window, you're not seeing army tanks and you're not seeing dead bodies and you're not seeing helicopters and neighbors coughing and coming up to your house. You know, you're not seeing this like apocalypse, this zombie apocalypse. You're not seeing this like war. The only way you see it, sadly, is if you know someone and and I'm, my heart goes out to you if you do know someone who's dealing with this, but the only way you see it is if you know someone who's dealing with it or you're on the front line, you're in the hospitals. You know, those are the two ways that um, Americans and people around the world are are being affected by this. Um, whereas, you know, me living in Canby, Indiana, the birds are still chirping and the landscaping is still being done and, you know, the mailman still delivers the mail and the UPS and Amazon still deliver the packages and the kids are outside running and playing and and I'm going for runs and people are out walking their dogs and, you know, going for runs and and so, you know, as far as like what I see daily, I feel like I have a disconnect. Like I'm not fully there. But when I go online and I turn on the TV and I'm I'm listening to the press conferences, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm watching crap on TV. I'm like right back into it, you know? I'm like, "All right, this is really happening. This is this is this is not a drill. <laughs> this is real." And um and you know it's very hard to not see it because everything you turn everything you turn on, you know, you're you go through your news feed, you go through Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, everywhere you go, you're you're getting hit by it. Um and lately I've been more interested in the um maybe the more positive side of all this than the negative. Oh boy, I got to pee so bad. All right, I'm at 
I'm at Code Red. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm gonna pause this real quick. Okay, I'm back. That was a, that was a good pee. Um, I was definitely a Code Red. I sometimes, when I'm driving, I'll go, I'll go an hour and then realize that I'm, I got seconds before I'm gonna explode. But yeah, so, so now I think we should talk about the elephant in the room, um, which used to be the, the main elephant in the room, which was Lyft. Um, now it's taken a, it's taken a back seat to the, to the virus. Um, but yeah, so a few weeks back, a few months back, a few years back, I don't even know anymore. It was, it was, it was a little while back. Um, I got the, I got the official email from Lyft, um, and it basically said, that due to my driving record, um, receiving um, two tickets in the last year and then one ticket in the previous year, that was too much. Um, I had done fucked up, as they say, um, and... Um, and, I, you know, by that point, I had already kind of come to terms with the fact that I was going to be deactivated. Um, and I kind of already had come to the end of my desire, if you will, maybe, to drive. Um, and so it was, it was more of, okay... This is a this is a turning point in my in my my work world. This is a turning point in my in my life. You know, I've been I've been driving humans around for the past five years. That that's how I got almost all of my social interactions was people in my car, talking with them, joking with them, telling them stories, listening to stories. Um, encouraging people when they were down and, and cons consulting people who were crying, literally crying in my car. Um, you know, just a, just a wide range of human emotions in a, in a very small Honda Fit. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I, I love people and I love interacting with people. I love, I think I love the most the unexpected, unexpectedness. I don't know. I love that the most. I think that, um, when you go into a conversation and it, and it just kind of starts to weave in different directions and you end up having this like moment where it's like two minds are 
are completely connected as one and you're just flowing through this this thought pattern and and conversation and you know and the hype is up and and you know the joy is there i think that is something that is truly truly amazing and very special and those were the moments that i'll miss the most um and i i hope to find them in other work at some point i really do because that to me was was something that i'll miss i'll miss dearly um but yeah so lyft has fully deactivated me i am no longer able to drive and oddly oddly this happened um i think a week before the coronavirus came to the u.s so when i was talking with my dad he's a very spiritual guy and he believes in god and you know he's he's very he's very rational though so he's not he's willing to listen and he's not um he's not beholden to any any uh god or any anybody in in a sense of not listening to others um which is really good and it's been very beneficial for me um but he was saying that he believed that something bad could have happened to me whether it be a car accident or you know whatever and now i'm very much aware that you know when you're picking up 20 to 30 people a day you know you're coming in contact with a lot of different body types different immune systems and i somewhat believe that i would have probably come in contact with someone who who was either showing symptoms or not showing symptoms very early on and if you have someone in your tiny little car and they're just breathing heavily you know so a part of me thinks that i might have been saved if you will or 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 not i don't know i mean it's one of those things where i'll never know but i do think it's very interesting that i was deactivated right around the time um that all this this started um so the only thing i can do potentially is go after this um at a later date and try to see if i can't get reactivated i've heard of a six month waiting period um and then you can attempt to be possibly reactivated but i've also read it read articles that say that when you're deactivated lyft basically writes you off and says you're done never again um i don't know if that's certain types of deactivations whether it there's certain levels to it um or if it's just all deactivation so we'll see um I did put in a application for Amazon Flex. They're doing a background check on me right now. So in a couple days I should be activated as a 
Amazon Flex driver, assuming that um, they don't freak out about my my uh, BMV or DMV record. Um, so we'll see we'll see about that that job. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that job, but it's kind of interesting. Um, the the name has flex in it and, and it's kind of flexible um, I don't know exactly how flexible it is because of my UPS driving I get calls randomly whenever so the last thing I want is to be locked into a Amazon where I'm making say $40 or something and then UPS calls and I'm able to potentially make $200 and I don't want to be locked into Amazon and not be able to do the, the UPS. Um, the good thing about UPS is they, they give you time to get the package and then they give you time to deliver the package. So I've said this before if it's a two-hour drive, then they'll give you about three to four hours, depending on how quickly they call you. Um, so in that in that extra a lot of time, I could finish up the Amazon and then drive over and pick up the package. So I think I think it's going to work. Um, I also put in an application for the um, the warehouse where I pick up my UPS packages. I put that application in. Um, so that is similar to UPS. They call me, or no, they have an app. They have an app and they post jobs on the app and you accept them and then you go and pick up the package and you go and deliver it. So it's similar in the sense that it's um, a delivery job, one one package, one delivery. So we'll see if that if that works. And then I my fallback is uh, DoorDash. Um, that's something that I could do with my kid. Um, so while my beautiful fiance is at work. You know, me and the boy can go and deliver food if that's something that I have to do. Um, yeah, so I'm a driver. You know, that's what I do. I drive, and I don't really have um, anything else that I that's really tangible, at least right now, that I can grab a hold of. I think that um, I think that I I may have you know a, a slight negative self-image when it comes to work. Um, I'm one of those people that would rather fly free with no um, with little boundaries. I, I, I do very well in a boundaryless world where I'm able to pick and choose my adventures, if you will. And um, it's hard for me to, 
to, to accept something where I'm locked in. I don't like that. I don't like to be caged. <laughs> I don't like to be, um, to be, um, in one, in one place for very long. At least I haven't been, you know, since I was in high school, I stopped, uh, working a regular job, uh, after I graduated and I basically worked for myself, uh, since then. I mean, I'm working right now for other people, but, um, it's on my time. I say yes, I say no, I'm my own boss, I'm my own manager, and I, I, that's how I like it. I like to maintain my own, maintain my own workflow, um, and, and that, that gives me peace. So, but I'm always willing to accept something that comes along that I know is right, and I'm hoping that YouTube is, uh, is the right. I, I have now just hit 135 subscribers. Whoop, whoop. So I am super excited about that. Um, I'm, I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't be more happier with the progress on YouTube. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm working it in a very healthy way. I'm not, my ego is not involved and the, um, the pressure to create is not involved. It's coming very natural still. Um, I'll have days where I don't create at all. And then I'll have a day where I create pretty much all day. Um, so, so I feel like I feel like I'm really going at this in a very adult way, very professional way, and I'm I'm on track to get the thousand subscribers, and I feel like it's going to come sooner than I expected to. Um, getting over a hundred subscribers was huge for me, and. Um, Every day, I just get a couple more and a couple more, um, and I couldn't I couldn't be more thankful for everyone who has subscribed. Um, and I feel like I'm I'm slowly finding my way with these videos. I'm slowly finding my footing, if you will. But anyways, so Lyft deactivated me. I'm I'm pretty much self quarantining myself in a way, at home. Um, I've been doing that for the past three weeks. Um, I basically go nowhere. Um, obviously, I'm driving to Louisville, so I'm doing something, but I have the, I have the email from UPS that says I'm an essential driver and I am allowed to be on the road, so if I need to show anyone, I can do that, so I don't feel scared to drive, um, but yeah, so, so I'm social distancing because I, <laughs> I do that naturally, like I said, the only way I socialized was, um, through, through driving people around in my car, and now 
I don't do that anymore. So, um, so yeah. Th- so as far as the at-home life goes, it's been a blessing to have my fiance home with me and the kid. Um, oddly, I was saying to myself before this all happened how much I enjoyed when all of us were at home during the day. It felt very natural to me, and it felt very peaceful, and it felt correct. Um, And that's why I'm really working hard on YouTube, because I want to be able to provide enough money for my family so that she doesn't have to go to work. She she can do it when she wants to go to work, and... um, you know, or she can continue the same thing she's doing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell her anything, but the joy of not, not having to be stressed for money. That's all I want. I just want that, that peace of mind. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. I just want my ends to be met. (laughs) That's it. That's all I want. I just want a simple income where my, my needs are met and I'm happy. Um, I think that's all we all want. I think that's all that everyone wants. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm starting to get, uh, sleepy and I'm, um, starting to feel off. So I'm going to end this podcast here. I think that I've touched on everything that I needed to touch on. I'm 100% going to make new episodes where I'm actually in the podcast lounge. I know it's been a while, um, but a couple days ago, I was like, I was like, I got, I got a niche. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make more episodes. So don't worry. I'm gonna be making legit episodes where you can hear my voice very clearly, and I'm not in my car. Um, that's coming. So don't worry. Um, I have all kinds of thoughts in my head about new episodes, so um, so we'll ha- we're going to have a lot of fun. Don't worry. We're going to have a lot of fun. But anyways, once again, I thank you so much for lending me your ears, and I thank you for sticking with me, and I pray that you're healthy, and your family's healthy, and your friends are healthy, and I just pray that, that as, a, as a world, as a society, as a globe that we all get through this crazy time that we're in and we battle this virus. Um, One thing I keep saying is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against my family shall prosper. No weapon formed against our people shall prosper. No weapon formed against this world shall prosper. And the weapon is the virus. And it shall not prosper. I love you guys. Bye-bye.